With these 10 steps, you will be able to plan the perfect date. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. Crafting Connection, 10 steps to planning the perfect date. I designed this for couples, but it can be used because there's a lot of great information for anybody who's planning on going out on a date. So whether you're celebrating a really special occasion or you just want to get some quality time because if you're in a relationship and there's kids, quality time is one of the hardest things in the world to find recently. Here are 10 steps to make sure that your date is nothing short of perfect. One, schedule in advance. Spontaneity is not your friend when it comes to having children and planning a date and making sure your partner's on the same page. Set a specific date and time for your date night and make sure to allocate enough time to fully enjoy each other's company. Two, arrange childcare. Seek reliable childcare services or ask a family member or a neighbor or something like that to look after your kids for the evening. It is really difficult to enjoy your date, enjoy your partner, enjoy the conversation if you're both really worried about what's happening at home. Three, decide on a budget. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. However, a lot of us need to really think about that. Prices are pretty high, so if we start with what can we afford and then we start planning the date, we won't be worried about what we're doing on the date because I was one of those people where I would start calculating backwards all of the dollars that we were spending. That isn't a very fun date. So let's look at how much we have before we go out on a date. That way there won't be any unpleasant surprises and both people will have a good time and nobody will be worried about being financially strained. Just so you know, last year I did two articles and two videos on couples and dates and that kind of thing. One was how to connect with your partner every day and the link will be in the notes. And the other one was 84 fabulous, fabulous date nights. And I did different categories. One of those categories was cheap dates because we need cheap dates. The link will be in the show notes for that as well. Four, plan activities. When it comes to planning the perfect date, one of the most important things is which activities to include whether it's a night on the town or a cozy evening in, having a variety of activities to choose from makes all the difference because you want to keep things interesting and exciting. You don't want to always be doing the same thing. So here are some tips for planning the perfect activities for your date. One, start with the basics. Make sure to have a few options that both of you love, such as going for a walk, watching a movie, playing board games. These activities are easy to plan and can be enjoyed by both of you. Two, think outside the box. Don't be afraid to get creative. Come up with some unique activities. You can throw in some of your tried and true with some unique ones and that way there's a couple to choose from maybe. This could be something like trying a new restaurant. That kind of makes my husband nervous, so that's actually really outside the box for him going on a hike, or wow, even taking a cooking class. 
Three, consider the weather. Like if you're going on a hike, you're really gonna wanna be checking the weather. Four, keep it simple. While it's important to have a few fun and exciting activities planned, don't forget that the most important thing is that you guys are having fun, but also some of the most memorable dates are simple and they're low key and they just allow you to, to connect with one another. Five, ask for input. Don't assume that you know exactly what your partner would want. Sometimes it's really nice to get some input from your partner. For example, if I were gonna choose the new restaurant, I would ask my husband what he would wanna do after, and he loves the movies. I don't love the movies, but if I were gonna throw in that out-of-the-box new restaurant, I would be happy to go to a tried-and-true for him movie so that he was he knew he'd be comfortable after the date <laughs> number five choose the right attire this sounds like a no-brainer but it's really important to strike a balance between being comfortable and looking absolutely fabulous so here are some tips i do i actually have tips for you on how to dress one dress appropriately so depending on the, the date you're gonna have. This is another reason why spontaneity might not be the thing. Because if you're gonna surprise your date and you take them hiking, if they're in the wrong shoes, that's not gonna work out real well. You wanna know if you're going to a casual dinner or a dress up dinner, you don't wanna be the one who's in their hiking boots, but you're at a really nice restaurant. Number two, be comfortable. No matter how stylish your outfit may be, if you are uncomfortable, in it, you won't feel natural. Plus, you'll always be thinking about the actual outfit. Like if I wear a shirt that goes over too much like this, I'm constantly thinking about my bra straps, right? So I don't wanna have this quality time with my husband and be thinking if my bra straps are showing. That's weird. So make sure you're wearing something that you really are comfortable in and it doesn't restrict your movement. Show confidence, number three. Your outfit should reflect your inner confidence and self-assurance. And if you don't have inner confidence and self-assurance, get an outfit that lets you fake it. Remember, your partner chose you. So if your partner chose you, you can let them know why. You can look really great. Number four, it's just fun. You are on a night out. Have a little fun. Be a little flirty with your, the person you're going out with. Tonight, you get to be a woman, not a mom, not whatever your job is, not the chauffeur, not the cook. You're just a woman. Have fun being that. Number six, arrange for transportation. This is kind of like the budget. It seems like a downer. But it's one of those factors that's really important to plan ahead. For instance, if you and your partner want to drink and you have a sitter, you guys are going to have to decide which one of you is not going to be imbibing because somebody has to drive the sitter home. Or if you don't have to drive the sitter home, how is that sitter getting home? 
do you guys have an arrangement where they can just sleep in the extra room because you're it's like New Year's Eve and you're gonna be coming home at like three in the morning and it's just easier if they spend the night or is are you gonna be taking an uber anyway or do you guys have hopefully you aren't sticking a like 11 year old on mass transit late at night but however it is that you guys do your situation wherever it is you live walk through from the beginning to the end, if the end is a sitter going home, figure all of that out before the date. Because it's really sloppy and it doesn't look good on you if you start thinking about it after you're already in that scenario. It looks better if you've already got all of those loose ends tied up. Because even though you get to have fun tonight, you're still the responsible adult. And if you have it all figured out, you get to be a lot less responsible. Because all of the stuff that you had to think about, you don't have to think about anymore. Because it's already taken care of. So it's kind of like being the adult in advance. You get to be in advance so you don't have to be as much that night. Seven, prepare conversation starters. What you really don't want to happen is have that awkward silence. Preparing conversation starters is really important to ensuring that you both have a smooth and enjoyable evening. Here are some tips before you even get to the conversation. One, you're going to start with common interests. Begin with knowing your partner's interests or shared interests and use those as kind of like your launch pad for conversation. This can be anything from movies to books to hobbies to travel. Two, you're going to end up asking open-ended questions. Your partner can be just like your kids. If you ask an easy question, they'll give you an easy answer. You know how your kids say, how was school? Fine. How'd you like the movie? Good. What do you think of dinner? Good. You can't ask those kind of questions. You have to think of open-ended questions that encourage dialogue and have your partner think more about what they're feeling, what they're thinking, so that they can share their thoughts and opinions. Three, listen actively. When the other person is speaking, make sure that you are fully engaged and speaking briefly. This shows that you're interested in what they have to say and it helps keep the conversation going. Four, be genuine. I was thinking of this be genuine and I made a total, total error years and years ago. And I still really feel badly about it. But my boys were baseball boys. We did baseball all the time. They were on club ball. They were on high school ball. I mean, they were, it was like, I swear, I could have pooped baseballs. I mean, it was like baseball all the time. So I knew other people in the baseball arena or whatever, and there was this gentleman, an older gentleman, that I saw at coffee a lot, that I, I would go to coffee and meet the gals, and he would be there, and he wanted to talk to me afterwards. So we'd just sit down, and we would talk like for an hour. He always wanted to talk about baseball. And I'm just thinking, good God, I am never going to get away from baseball. So probably after the third time, third day that we'd met, I just looked at him, and I was like, you know what? I really hate baseball. Is there anything, anything at all we can talk about? So number four is be genuine. I was really genuine, but I wasn't very kind. 
his whole face just went and I felt really badly so always be honest and authentic when talking to your partner but try not to pull a Kara because that was really bad and I like I said I still that probably happened like eight years ago and I still feel really badly about it I just I had it I felt like I was puking baseballs and I just didn't want to hear one more thing about how to play first base well or how to catch a fly ball or oh my gosh seriously it was like do I really look that interested I must have been engaging in these tips really really well for a long time so anyway when you fake interest or try to impress usually they will know this some people don't know this and that doesn't work well five be prepared to adapt be ready to adjust your conversation starters based on how the conversation is going if the other person seems really interested in a certain topic go with it explore it further unless it lasts for like months and it's on a topic you can't stand here are 10 conversation starters to spark an interesting discussion number one if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go why would you go there would you live there there's all kinds of questions you could ask you know have have would you study the language you know I mean there's just why would they pick of all the places in the world why would they pick that place once they went there would they play the part of the tourist like would they go to all the things that are there as a tourist there's so many things to ask two what is one goal or dream you have for the next year what do you think your biggest obstacle or challenge is in accomplishing that goal or dream how can I help three what is your fondest childhood memory and of all your childhood memories why is it that one that holds so much significance Four, if you were write if you were to write a book about your life what would the title be now obviously this one's gonna change the title of my life book today is different than the title of my life book last September we went through some major trauma last September and I tell you my my title of my book would have been really bad so it's gonna change so you can probably use that one fairly regularly five what is one thing you have always wanted to try or learn but haven't had the opportunity to yet I use this on my husband we've been married 30 years I use this on my husband and you know I learned that he wanted to try something that I'd never even heard of I didn't even know this was a thing do you know that they have I'm gonna call them jet packs they're not jet packs they're like self-propelled little airplanes like you have these little joysticky things and then you have like a little propeller and you just like fly around no idea that was something I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing you know that's like almost on the Jetsons for me and I found out about this like eight years ago so I'm sure they've improved but that was something he thought would be really fun so you learn interesting things describe a place that makes you feel completely at peace and why does it have that effect on you what senses does it give you like is it the smell is it the feeling like the warmth the whatever is it the sounds what is it that makes you feel that way seven 
What is your idea of a perfect evening? Eight, what would you do if you had an extra $100 every single month? But the rule was you could only spend it on you. What would you spend it on? Nine, when was the last time you were embarrassed and why? Now remember, it's if you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. Because that one's a vulnerable one, right? And 10, this is an easy one, especially after the embarrassed one, so you gotta throw them a bone. Which television series was your favorite to stream? And sometimes people go with the last one they streamed. My favorite television series, if you haven't seen this one, it is just like hysterically funny and there's action in it. It's Chuck, I love Chuck. Chuck is so funny. So I can talk a lot about Chuck. And that is the point right there. I can talk a lot about Chuck. So you're hoping for that conversation. Remember, the key to engaging conversations is actively listening and genuine curiosity. Be open and willing to share your own thoughts and experiences, which will foster a deeper connection with your partner. Eight, unplug from technology. Nothing, nothing says failed date, like your partner scrolling through their feed. You can't look interested in your partner while checking texts and constantly responding to updates on your phone. And just so you know, watches are no exception. I've been with a person when they keep doing this and they keep checking their watch. It's really frustrating because as the person who has received that, you think, if you don't have time to be here with me, why did you make this arrangement? Because honestly, I have stuff to do. You don't want your partner to be thinking that. Your spouse will notice if you keep looking at your watch and pushing buttons on it. And let's kind of flip that paradigm. How often are you able to check your watch and check your phone? Like all day, every day, you're able to just kind of glance at it, right? How often do you get alone time that you can connect with your partner? I'd make the most of it. Nine, nonverbal cues and body language. Some of us don't even realize that before we've even opened our mouths, we've said a ton. So here are some important cues and gestures that you may not even be aware of, but that you may want to try to incorporate or make sure you're not incorporating so that you can make sure that you're getting the right message to your honey. One, eye contact. Sustained eye contact demonstrates attentiveness and genuine interest in your partner. It helps establish a deeper connection and shows that you are fully engaged in the conversation. Two, facial expressions. Eh? Expressing genuine emotions through smiles, raised eyebrows, nods, can convey empathy, understanding, and validation of what they're saying. It helps create a comfortable and positive atmosphere. Three, touch. Appropriate touch. You might be out in public such as leaning in closer, holding hands, or a gentle touch on the arm, 
can promote intimacy, but it also, and it also gives an emotional connection, but it's also like, oh, tell me more. Four, open posture. Avoid crossing your arms or your legs as it can convey defensiveness or disinterest. Instead, maintain an open posture facing your partner with relaxed body language to signal receptiveness and a willingness to connect. Just so you know, I'm horrible at number four. Right now, I am freezing. I am freezing like all of the time. My hands are cold. My nose is cold. Everything on me is cold. So I'm constantly doing this or, you know, I, I kind of like get into a ball. And it's not because I'm not interested. It's because when you're in a ball, you tend to create more body more. So I have to really think hard about that one. And I try very, very often to any time I'm going somewhere, I call it a throw. I always try to have a throw, like a light sweater or shawl or something like that. Five, nodding and leaning in. Nodding your head while the other person is talking indicates active listening and understanding. Leaning in slightly demonstrates interest and engagement. Six, mindful breathing. I hadn't heard of this one. Deep and relaxed breathing helps maintain a calm and composed demeanor. I knew that, but I didn't know it communicated a sense of ease and allows you to be fully present with your partner. So when your partner sees you so chill, they're more relaxed. So I guess if you're like breathing kind of fast, it kind of hypes them up. So there you go. Seven, smiling. A genuine smile can convey warmth, friendliness, and happiness. It helps to create positive and inviting atmosphere. Makes, it makes your partner feel appreciated. Eight, active listening. Nonverbal cues play a crucial role in active listening. Maintain good posture, maintain eye contact, nod, or verbal cues like, uh-huh, you know, so that you can tell that they're listening. Show that you are engaged and genuinely interested in what your partner is saying. Remember, the nonverbal cues should be natural and authentic. Whether your partner means to or not, they will also be communicating non-verbally. So pay attention to what your partner is saying through their gestures, because this may help you to know how to steer the conversation. And number 10, have fun. Fun is the most important aspect of any date. It's what makes the experience enjoyable and memorable. When planning a date, it's essential to keep in mind that the goal is to have a good time. This means choosing activities that both you and your partner will enjoy and creating a relaxed and stress-free environment. Don't worry too much about it being perfect or saying just the absolute right things because the goal is to create memories together. So go ahead, try something new, be silly, and don't take everything too seriously. With these 10 steps, you will be able to plan the perfect date so that you can both relax, have fun, and enjoy that quality time together. The movie quote this week, 
The night will weave its magic spell when the one you love is near. Lady and the Tramp. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Kara's social media network.